You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey and we're the football dudes. Are you ready, brother? I am ready. You just crossed over into the Trend Zone and in today's episode... We'll talk about week one, big name injuries, a little survivor, a little total fantasy domination, our fantasy go back starts of the week. And of course, we'll get into all of the awesome action coming up in week two. But before we get started with all that, Casey, let's get started with the tasty nug for the people. Oh, yeah, baby. The 22 NFL season is not disappointing. Day week one, eight games were decided by one score less. That's eight points. And this one goes to 11, man. 11 games <laughs> were within one score in the fourth quarter. It was tight, dude. That last hour of the morning games, we were freaking the F out, dude. It was so crazy. Oh, so good, Dave. And for the third time in the past four years, had a little... Overtime in week one. Oh, man, including an AFC South tie between the Colts and Texans. Gross. <laughs> Speaking of the Colts, Gates, four teams, the Colts, the New Orleans Saints, the Giants, and the Chicago Bears overcame deficits of at least 10 points to either win or tie in week one. Pretty impressive. Oh, oh yeah. And a little side nug here for the peoples. The final four teams from the NFC playoffs last year went a combined one and three. In week one, with the three losing teams averaging just nine points in their opening losses. Whoa. A quick reminder, Trend Zone is available for subscription. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Casey, let's get it started with the top trending stories. And unfortunately, it's big time injuries getting it going here with your Cowboys. Yeah, Dak Prescott, dude, to add uh, injury to insult. He broke a thumb on his throwing hand, originally thought to be out six to eight weeks. But according to Jera, and he might be a doctor, Dave, who knows? <laughs> he said it could be four to six weeks. Optimistically speaking, if they got Dak back in a month, they might be able to uh, write the season. I don't know about that, though. And uh, T.J. Watt. The Steelers all-world uh, defensive uh, MVP. He tore a peck, but it seems like that might be good news, too. They do not think it's going to be season-ending. If they can get that guy back anything this season will be a bonus. And more good uh, Steelers injury news. Dude, Najee Harris, man, it looked like that was gnarly when he out when he went out last week. But um, it looks like his foot is fine, and he expects to practice this week and play when the Pittsburgh Steelers play the New England Patriots in Week 2. Casey, bad news for my Chargers. Keenan Allen came up limping uh, with a hamstring injury in the first half of last week's game against the Raiders. Doesn't look like he's going to be able to go on Thursday night's big game against the Chefs. And uh, Chris Godwin allegedly only has a hamstring injury. Hurt that uh, against the Cowboys. The Bucks say he'll be back sooner than later or hope that. And Jamal Adams, dude, on Monday night. Unfortunately, it's bad news for him. Suffered a serious left knee injury. And Pete Carroll says we'll have to get some work on that so he could be out uh, maybe the whole season, Brutes. Yeah, that did not look good. All mm-hmm. right, moving along, Casey, to the survivor, or in our case, the three-strikes pool. <laughs> Thankfully for our people, the three-strikes pool, <laughs> because <laughs> it was an absolute uh, destructive, destructive weekend, Casey. But first of all, the most popular pick was 
the Baltimore Ravens over the New York Jets. And this is the big devastation, Casey. Ties count its losses, mind you. Over 61% of the participants in Yahoo lost as five of the most popular six selections either lost or tied. Yeah, dude, I'm uh, one of that 61% because I went with the uh, the stupid Broncos to humiliate the Geno Smiths in Seattle. Um, it did not go that way, so I'm thankful that I have two strikes left. Who did you pick? I was with the Ravens, so I was one of the few that escaped the brutality of this whole situation. Oh, man. Well, the most popular pick heading into next week is our Los Angeles Rams over the Falcons. At 29%. Ooh, I guess you figure the Rams can't get put a worse performance on the board. So <laughs> it's a bounce back one for them. Fantasy go back starts of the week, Casey, where we talk about what we would have, could have, should have done with our fantasy teams uh, and how that could have affected the outcome. Uh, did you have any fantasy go backs? No, dude. Actually, on Thursday, right before the Thursday night game, I went ahead and uh, pulled Matt Stafford from that matchup and put in Tom Brady. Brady wasn't much better, but he did get me that one touchdown, and that put me over the edge against Los Burros Locos, handing them their first L of the season. How'd you do, bro? I was not so fortunate. I took a loss, Casey, and I could have I could have done a switcheroo and gotten a little better score, but it still would have resulted in a loss, and I wouldn't have done it any, anyways. It would be benching Derrick Henry and playing Miles Sanders, uh, Sanders in his stead. Uh, would have given me about eight more points, but I needed about three more field goals from uh, Ryan Suckup. It looked like he was on pace for me. Almost, dude. And if you guys have any uh, fantasy go-back starts, that you are lamenting that you didn't take care of last week, go ahead and hit us up on any of our socials and let us know what you should have did. All right, Case, up next, we'll recap the fantasy domination in our total fantasy domination section. Get it started with the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, dude, who else? 360 yep. pass yards and five touchdowns in that beatdown of the Cardinals. And at running back, it was Saquon Barkley, dude, 164 yards, uh, rush TD, 30 receiving yards, and a critical two-point conversion. Oh, you mean that go-ahead two-pointer at the end of the game that uh, killed the Titans? That's I remember that. One. <laughs> and how about Justin Jefferson, dude, for the Vikings, 184 yards and two touchdowns in that whooping of the Green Bay Packers. And there were several people on the end of those Patrick Mahomes throws, Casey. Namely, though, tight end Travis Kelsey, who had 121 receiving yards and a touchdown to go with it, man. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. All right. Enough of this fantasy stuff. Let's go ahead and move on to the game previews, Casey. And this week, the NFL unveils its first new broadcast partner since 1994, Amazon Prime Video, the new home of Thursday Night Football. And the initial game, an AFC West showdown between the L.A. Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs, both teams coming in off big wins in week one. Yeah, the Chargers got that huge win in Kansas City last year. But Dave, this year, those Chiefs are three and a half point favorites at home. Talk about your Chargers. Yeah, and it was an awesome performance for the Chargers, particularly offensively in the first half. Then they cooled off in the second half. But a real nice game for Herbert. Uh, three touchdowns, a 129 rating for Herbert there. Unfortunately, we talked about Keenan Allen coming up hurt. Mike Williams was kind of MIA, but 
between the running back and some of the new acquisitions. Eckler had a nice game, but the new guys at the receiver position, DeAndre Carter and tight end Gerald Everett, each getting a score in this game. The big story, though, was on the defensive side of the football where Khalil Mack came through the big acquisition, three sacks for Mack, one and a half for Bosa, and three picks for the Chargers defense. And not only that, the big issue was run defense. They held the Raiders to just 13 carries and 64 yards. So all in all, a really nice performance from the Chargers defense. Going to have to get another one of those this week, though. That's for sure. Yeah, and it might be a little tougher because these Chiefs did really well running the ball last week. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had 74 scrimmage yards but two touchdowns and rookie isaiah pacheco dude coming out of nowhere with 62 yards and a touchdown uh no tyreek hill no problem that guy looks like tyreek though yeah he did wearing the 10 and everything we mentioned all those touchdowns for patrick mahomes last week really uh, spread the ball around there and karloff just on the other side of the ball the greek got a sack see if he can get in that (laughs) backfield against your chargers man this is a huge game that sets up uh, in a very competitive AFC West, man, I am stoked for this thing. Yeah, early, early, huge game, and the Chiefs got that one at home. All right, moving it to Sunday, though, Casey. Let's get it started Sunday in the early slate. It's the Carolina Panthers at the New York Giants. Giants at home are favored by two and a half. In this case, he is the Kerry Collins Bowl, as Kerry Collins led both of these teams to the NFC Championship game way back when. Yeah, and actually got those Giants to the Super Bowl where they got crushed by the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, that was a sweet game. I remember that party at your house well, baby. But let's talk about these Panthers, man. It started slow for Baker and company, but they got it going late and actually had the lead with just about a minute to go against the Browns. Um, I like that combo with him and Robbie Anderson. He's got to get DJ Moore involved, and they need more Christian McCaffrey, not necessarily uh, just runs, but getting uh, the pass out of the backfield. Um, it's going to be a work in the progress um, for these Panthers, but maybe should have had the win last week. They're looking to get a win this week. Yeah, and the Giants get the W last week in an impressive victory against the Titans. Um, and, you know, a nice game from Daniel Jones, really modest, but 81%. That's a career high on 17 for 21 uh, and two touchdowns. So a pretty solid performance there but it's really a lot easier to be decent at quarterback when Saquon Barkley's going as nuts as he was 194 scrimmage yards for for Saquon in this game he really got it going he really looked like the guy that they drafted second overall so many years back uh, and has had so many injuries this if they can keep this going that's going to be a, a huge huge impact for this Giants offense and uh, give Dave all the credit too because uh, it's his debut game and the team looked different all right, up next, we got the Tampa Bay Bucks at the New Orleans Saints, Dave. And the Saints are three-point favorites at home. Tampa Bay Bucks at the New Orleans Saints. And I'll you know, tell you, Tom Brady, Mike, <laughs> and, and, you know, those guys. Right, and the Bucks coming off of a, a pretty nice win uh, against uh, your boys there on Sunday night, Casey, where they put up 19 and held your high-scoring Cowboys from last year to just three points. Uh, Leonard Leonard Fournette is getting his playoff Lenny going with 137 scrimmage yards. Uh, Tom Brady with a nice, modest performance as well in this game. But Julio Jones looked like the old Julio Mm -hmm. Jones, meaning the young Julio Jones. He looked a lot better uh, than he has in a while. So add him to Mike Evans. And this has got this this is a pretty strong offensive unit here, even though that interior of the, the line still is a question mark. 
Yeah, dude, but it's these Saints, bro. Seven consecutive regular season wins over the Buccaneers. Oh, was that before Tom Brady? No, dude. The last four <laughs> against Tom Brady, they beat him in the regular season. It's the longest regular season winning streak by an NFL team against Brady as the starter. And the starter over there is Jameis coming back from the huge injury. Um, Michael Thomas coming back too, man, and he looked great. Five catches, but two touchdowns. Jarvis Landry had a nice game there too, and the combo of Kamara and Ingram is pretty good. Um, and the Saints had a real nice comeback uh, win against the uh, Falcons last week. They were down by double digits, found yep. a way to get it done, got the huge game-winning field goal. And man, if they could find a way to beat these Bucks yet again, they'd be sitting at two and zero in the division. A pretty sweet start to the Allen era, no doubt. All right, up next, the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are favored by three and a half at home. Yeah, and so far, dude, uh, it was a pretty good start for Tua and those Dolphins there, man. All those new weapons, Chase Edmonds, Mostert, Tyreek Hill. um, He spread the ball around, uh, and uh, they they pretty much handled those Patriots all the game. They kind of got into it at the end, but that's usually what happens in the NFL. But very impressed for Tua, completing almost 70% of his passes last week, almost 300 yards, a touchdown. But Dave... Zero interceptions, and that's the way you got to do it um, for those Dolphins. And so far, man, Mike McDaniel's got to like what he sees out of his new squad. No doubt about it, Casey. Lamar Jackson for the Ravens, no new deal, but a pretty nice performance as they completely handled the New York Jets last week uh, in their opening uh, weekend W. Lamar passing for three touchdowns in that game. Um, Running backs, uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, with a eh, not great performance, J.K. Dobbins uh, also coming back off that injury. So we'll see if he can contribute in this one. But give a credit to uh, the receiving group. Andrews is the main guy there at tight end. But Rashad Bateman and uh, Devin Duvernay also contributing, uh, uh, you know, decently in this uh, in this performance. And the Ravens defense, obviously, um, you know, pretty strong still. All right, up next, those New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. And the Brownies with that sweet new Elf logo in the middle of their field are favored by six and a half at the Factory of Sadness. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, these New York Jets, dude. And obviously, it's Flacco at the helm, so that's a little bit of a disappointment. But, hey, he could be a starter as far as um, uh, the head coach is concerned there, Sala. So, um, Flacco, you know... Not terrible. Michael Carter and Brees Hall carrying the football. Carter. That's a great uh, endorsement. Not terrible. Not terrible. <laughs> right. What can I say? I mean, he get, had 37 completions, so you got to give him credit. He's moving the ball around. But when you pass the ball 59 times, it's so it's just ugh, it didn't work out the way they planned it. Uh, Michael Carter, though, with 100 scrimmage yards, that's good. Brees Hall, the rookie, looked pretty good as well. So there's there's things to be uh, excited about here on this Jets side of the football. They just didn't put it together against uh, a Baltimore team that's got a stout defense. Well, speaking of not terrible quarterback play, <laughs> last week, Jacoby Brissett, he had 147 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions, Dave. He wasn't great, but he right. did lead them down on that last drive to set up the game-winning field goal, so you got to give him that. You just got to be good when it's really on the line. But uh, Nick Chubb, great for the whole game, 141 yards last week. And if they can get that uh, run game going with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, that will keep them in there. The more you run, the less you have uh, Jacoby needing to do there. But, dude, Miles Garrett was in the backfield all game last week, just wrecking 
uh, that rookie left tackle for the Panthers and wrecking um, Baker Mayfield. So lean on that defense and lean on the run game. And, uh, you know, you should be able to handle these Jets at home. Up next is the Washington Commanders at the Detroit Lions. Lions at home favored by two. Yeah, dude, and the Commanders were down for a big portion of that game last week. But Carson Wentz, you got to give it to him. When the day ended, he had over 300 yards and four touchdowns. What I didn't like were his two interceptions. Well, I did like those. I needed more of those. But <laughs> um, he was able to win that game, dude. And Curtis Samuel, man, this guy missed almost all of last year. He had um, eight catches and uh, a huge score there. And Jahan Dotson, dude, uh, welcome Ooh. to the NFL. Yeah, he looked good. Oh, yeah, two, um, only two catches, but he had a touchdown. It was big. So um, you got to like a Ron Rivera coach team. They're going to do stuff the right way. Um, this is a work in progress bringing Wentz over. But uh, they got a grimy win last week. So let's see what they do um, against these Lions. Yeah, and this Lions team, obviously the hard knocks uh, sweethearts uh, of a lot of people. Dan Campbell uh, getting to put his put his style out there, and, and we got to see that, and it kind of makes you kind of want this team to play better, and they did play better in a real close, close game that came up a, a loss against the Philadelphia Eagles, but they performed well. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, decent with two touchdowns uh, in the in the game, but it really it was about DeAndre Swift getting it going yeah. on the ground with 15 carries, 144 yards, grand total of 175 yards from scrimmage. That's a career high for Swift. And then Jamal Williams punching it into the end zone with two rushing touchdowns. So um, they've got some talent on this this squad with Amon Ross St. Brown and then DJ Chark, uh, as well as Hawkinson at the tight end position. So they, if they can put it together and get decent performances out of Jared Goff and more DeAndre Swift like that, this team is going to be reckoned with this season every week. All right, up next, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts are favored by four, but Dave, they were favored last year when they came in week 18 needing a win to get into the playoffs, only to be denied. But this is a different looking Colts team. It is a different looking Colts team, obviously, primarily at the quarterback position. Um, That's my quarterback. It's right. It is Matt Ryan. Although, unfortunately, in uh, last week's game, uh, they ended up throwing the ball 50 times. And that is just not a recipe for a W. In fact, they came up with a tie. Um, so I guess it wasn't a recipe for a loss either, but it didn't. That's not what they want. This is not what they want from Matt Ryan. I mean, it's great to have this guy who's a former MVP throwing the ball around the yard like that, but you really want more from Jonathan Taylor. Oh, wait, he did have 175 yards from scrimmage. So really it's hard to, to point at what really went wrong because a lot of things did go right. Nine catches for Michael Pittman as well. So, I mean, a lot of good things to look at here in this week one, except they didn't come up with the W. It was just a tie. Yeah, and Rodrigo Blankenship is no longer a cult because of that tie. But let's talk about the Jags, dude. Basically had that game or done enough to win it, just couldn't quite finish last week. But I like where these Jags are going. Trevor Lawrence was pretty good. Um, he's got to get rid of the, the turnovers. But James Robinson, man, 66 yards, two touchdowns last week, still contributing, even though it's supposed to be Etienne is the guy there. But... Christian Kirk had a, a nice week last week and Marvin Jones the, and Zay Jones doing their Jones thing there. So <laughs> I like where these Jags are going. I like what Peterson's going to do. They have to figure out a way to close out games. And if they can do that, um, they might make some noise in the AFC. But, man, it is loaded over there, dude. Holy smokes. 
No doubt about that. Okay, up next, New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Patriots on the road are favored by one. Wow, that's a little head scratcher there for me. Um, Mac Jones with the uh, the back spasms, he should be okay there. But what this Patriots team wants to do is run the ball and play defense. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson didn't have quite the games that they wanted to um, last week against the Dolphins. Look for them to feed them even more. But, dude, Matthew Judon, five tackles and a sack last week. Bentley, seven tackles and a sack last week. Run the ball and play defense, and you should have an opportunity in this game. Yeah, let's take it on to the Steelers here. Mike Tomlin, even in a rebuilding year, always has his team out there and ready to perform as these guys get a surprising W in overtime against Cincinnati last week. Mitchell Trubisky's, uh, the Mitchell Trubisky era is underway. Casey Troops out there was decent. Uh, with the football in his hand, passing for 194 yards and a touchdown. Not bad. Najee Harris uh, had that TD catch. Um, so uh, they really didn't really exploit the receivers, Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool and Pat Fryermuth, right? Patrick Equinemius Fryermuth. That is the very one I speak of, Casey. Let's swing it on to the other side of the field, though, where this defense really, really was the reason that this Steelers team was able to get that W as they got five turnovers in last wow. week's game against the Bengals. They were all over the place, and their big uh, major impact player, T.J. Watt, was getting a ton done in that game, but unfortunately came up with a torn peck, and we will see Ouch. the significance of that. But that does not sound good. That does not bode well for the team that has led the league in sacks each of the past five seasons, wow. and a huge part of that being T.J. Watt. He is the heart and soul of that defense. So uh, they're thinking maybe no surgery, but wow, ugh, man, that's going to be a painful injury to play for, play through. Oh, big time. All right, Dave, let's move into the late games. We've got the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers, and the Niners are eight-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Wow, but how about the Seahawks' debut yeah. of, for Geno Smith here as the starter? He hasn't uh, started an opening day game. Maybe I don't know in how long, but Geno was awesome in this football game, 23 of 28, 82%, uh, and just moving around in the pocket but keeping his eyes downfield. Uh, and finding dudes uh, open, you know, some big games about Colby Parkinson, the big touchdown catch uh, in this game, Disley with a nice um, uh, touchdown as well. So uh, Metcalf and Lockett, obviously there's some weapons to work with. And Rashad Penny looked pretty good, just 60 yards uh, overall in this game. But uh, that is a nice uh, running back if he can stay healthy. And they played some pretty good defense too. I mean, the way they were able to keep, um, Rust from cooking, really, basically there, especially down in the red zone, was very impressive for the Seahawks squad. They're going to need more of that this week. Yeah, and as all the success these Niners have had the last few years, Kyle Shanahan only two and eight against Pete Carroll, so he's huh. going to try to get that uh, going in the other direction. Because also, dude, the Seahawks have won the past four in this series. Um, this was supposed to be the Trey Lance era, and it was hard to really get a good. Um, feel for what's going on with that offense because it was a complete monsoon in Chicago. So I'm just going to throw that one out the window. He also didn't have George Kittle. He did have Debo Samuel, dude, and he trucked that Bears DB when he (laughs) went into the end zone there. So these guys want to run the football. They're not going to have Elijah going. So Jeff Wilson's going to step up, and he was pretty solid uh, when he had opportunities last year. This guy's just got to stay healthy as well. So 
Um, defense, solid as ever. Obviously, Nick Bosa and Fred Warner are two of the bangers on this uh, Niners squad. So this is actually a pretty important game with the Niners losing in week one and the Seahawks winning. So I'm pretty stoked for this one. All right. Up next, it's the Atlanta Falcons at our Los Angeles Rams. Rams at home favored by 10 in this one, Casey. Yeah, dude. And those uh, Falcons had a win for about, mm, I would say, 59 minutes and 30 seconds of that game against the Saints. Just couldn't figure out a way (laughs) to get that thing closed up. But I really like Marcus Mariota. He had a pretty solid game last week. And Cordero Patterson, we thought it might be a one-year wonder him at the running back Ah. position. No, dude, he was solid yet again and is a big part of what these uh, Falcons want to do there. So you can trust Mario to keep it a little bit cleaner uh, than they had had play in the past. Still working with the the new receiving core. It's pretty much a rebuild for these Falcons, but don't tell um, Arthur Smith that because they want to stay competitive and shoot as bad as the Rams looked last week. They're going to have a shot in this one, despite what the, uh, you know, the, the spread would tell you. No doubt about it. And you just mentioned the Rams. They were, uh, uh, re, you know, unveiling their Super Bowl banner at SoFi. Uh, and I think they were busy admiring it when they were getting their butts kicked by the Buffalo Bills, 31 to 10. Um, when you look at this, it could have been worse too, because the, the way the Bills were playing. Both of these teams were very sloppy with the football. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Ball was on the ground way too much. Um, but it, it could have been seemingly worse uh, for these Rams as they were really outplayed significantly. And when you look at it, their offensive line was really very suspect. I mean, Von Miller was just running amok on these guys. So uh, they've got to get that short up. That's a big concern moving forward. They only got... 47 yards from Daryl Henderson on the ground, 73 total, but they need to have more of a balanced attack uh, than that. And, you know, on the other side of the football, that vaunted Rams defense led by Aaron Donald and and now Bobby Wagner joins the team along with Floyd and Ramsey and all these guys. They were uh, spinning around, uh, you know, clueless against what Josh Allen had for him last week. So they're They've got a, a lot of practicing to do this week, and we'll see how they uh, comport themselves coming out this week. Oh, yeah, dude. Diggs ran Ramsey crazy, man. Oh, outrageous. Such a humble guy. Such a humble guy that Ramsey is. <laughs> All right, up next, Dave. Battle in the desert, baby. we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Raiders are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what. This Arizona Cardinals team was really um, – not ready for the season. Mm-hmm. It looks like, I mean, Kyler Murray gets his big bag and then maybe he just sat down and played video games to celebrate rather than study in the playbook. Um, like was originally in that. Um, but you know, um, I'll tell you what, it just wasn't a very good performance. They got behind early against the chiefs and then got blowed out. Basically they weren't, it wasn't even close. It was just a non game. Um, and Kyler two TDs, zero picks, but, I mean, it was just way too little too late. They couldn't – they were playing catch-up the whole game. And they have got to get off to a faster start against this Raiders squad or the Raiders are going to – I mean, this should be a high-scoring game. The Cardinals have got to put up their end of the bargain. Yeah, and the Raiders, you know, they moved the ball pretty well last week. But Derek yep. Carr, dude, three big interceptions, including – the last one, which was the bomb on first down, he just kind of hucked it into double coverage. The Charger DB said, thank you, I'll take that. So poor play, and it might have been because he was rattled in the backfield, man. Bosa and Mack were in that backfield all day. 
and um, you know that that could be bad news moving forward. Got to get better O line play. Um, I yep. think they got everything they wanted out of Devonte Adams trade though. Ten for one forty one and a touchdown. But I need to get a little more out of Hunter Renfro. Waller had four catches last uh, week for almost eighty yards, which was pretty good. But um, just too many turnovers, dude. You're gonna lose games when you do that. So if they can clean that up, they should be uh, good in this game. Crosby and Jones, not the start that I thought they would see, um, but that will be a work in progress. And uh, Josh McDaniels really um, needs to get this win. So does Kingsbury, though. So uh, yep. you know, one of these teams sitting at zero and two, not gonna be good. They'll be unstoked. Up next is the Houston Texans at the Denver Broncos. Broncos coming off that poor performance will be favored by 10 in this one. Hmm. Yeah, dude, and I'm not really sure about either of these squads yet. I didn't really see enough out of either of them. I know the Texans played pretty well. Um, Davis Mills, who everybody's running this cat out of town not so fast. You know, over 60% completion last week two TDs and zero interceptions. So I like that, but they couldn't find a way to close that game out. And they ended up leaving with the tie instead of a win. Um, Damian Pierce was the, uh, the sweetheart of the preseason, but it was really Rex Burkhead that did all the damage last week. He was really solid. He's better at pass protection. And Lovey says until Pierce gets there, um, it's going to be Burkhead. OJ Howard, dude, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Um, TD, uh, last week, he looked pretty sweet. Brandon Cooks, dude, just figures out a way to get it done, man. This guy, you can't shut him down. He had over 80 yards last week. So um, the Texans need more of the same. Just got to finish, dude. And that's something that uh, sometimes takes a young team a few games to figure out. Yeah, and you look at this Broncos squad, Casey, coming off a disappointing uh, performance by the, the, the team as they went back to Seattle for, for Russell's return visit and come up just a little bit short. Uh, against the Seahawks. Uh, but it was, you know, there were a lot of good things to look at here. Russell yeah. did have 340 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Melvin Gordon ran the ball well, as as well as Javante Williams had 108 scrimmage yards. Um, and Gordon was 72. So productivity there. Jerry Judy, you expect to play well. And he did. So did Cortland Sutton. Um, so they, they got some productivity just when it got down into the red zone to take care of business. They didn't punch it in. Instead, they coughed it up. So kick um, your damn field goals there. You don't have to worry about the Seahawks outscoring you. Take the three. Hackett will learn. First time head coach. Yep, exactly. No question about that, Casey. You got to get your points in the NFL. They are hard to come by when you get that close and you've earned it. You got to cash it in. On the other side, the defense, you know, they're loaded with Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory. And those guys made an impact. Gregory Gregory had a forced fumble. Uh, Chubb had two sacks uh, and a forced fumble. So they got it done. But when you make when you allow Geno Smith to look as comfortable in the pocket as he did, I don't know for the overall picture of it. I think I expected more out of this uh, Broncos unit. Man. Oh, all right, baby. Uh, I don't know how stoked I am. We'll see on Sunday, dude. I'm just kind of lamenting out loud. But it's the Cincinnati Bengals at my Dallas Cowboys. And the Bengals favored by seven now on the road. Okay. Well, how about this Bengals team coming off of a disappointment indeed after playing five quarters, basically, against the Steelers (laughs) and losing by three? It seemed like it was going to be okay to get a tie out of that at the end. All said and done, a lot of 
good things to think about for this Bengals team. Just gotta gotta hold on to the football. Gotta gotta protect the football. Joe Burrow, 338 yards and two touchdowns uh, passing last week, but four interceptions. Just you can't have that a four mm-hmm. interception game. Mixon with 145 yards. Uh, Jamar Chase, 10 grabs, uh, 129 yards and a touchdown. They really did a great job spreading it around. They just turned the ball over way too much to win. You don't lose a turnover battle by five and win very many football games. I'm guessing that's in the low single digit percentages, like one or two percent of the time. Uh, And somehow they were sitting in this game all the, the entire time they were on the verge of winning. It seemed like they were going to when they got that late touchdown to chase. And then they somehow had the kick blocked to put this thing in overtime. Uh, what a game is all you can say, but uh, I'm expecting a lot more out of the Bengals moving forward. Yeah, dude, I got to dig for some positives here for that. Uh, you know, the Cowboy performance last week, um, start with the defense. They did pretty well, man. They held Tom Brady and those bucks out of the end zone for most of the game. It was, wasn't until late. And, um, Mike Evans had that sick one handed catch after a push off, but you know, they were getting no help from the offense and they got no help out of Dak, man. He really was not good last week. Obviously, with the thumb injury, he's going to be gone for a while. So it's up to Cooper Rush. Hey, undefeated when Cooper Rush starts. That's a good sign. He was pretty good against the Vikings last year. So um, hopefully he can rekindle some of that. And I don't know if it's the offensive scheme or the lack of talent at the receiver position, but the Cowboys just got nothing going last week. And I see these guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase running wide open. CeeDee Lamb can be that guy. Let's get him some good routes. I know he's had some drops, but let's get creative with this play calling. We had Turpin on the field for one offensive play. Let's see some jet sweeps, move it around there. And Zeke actually was running the ball well last week, over five yards of carry. But Dave, only 10 freaking carries in the game. Feed Zeke. Zeke can't feed if you don't give him that spoon and that bowl of porridge. I want to see him (laughs) eat, dude. So, um, you know, optimism is at an all-time low in Dallas right now, unless you talk to Jerry. I mentioned that defense. Michael Parsons had two sacks last week, and they they kept him in that game. Um, hopefully, Joe Burrow's got some more turnovers, although he had five last week, so hopefully he couldn't save some for week two. <laughs> um, so not a lot of expectation against these Cowboys, but back against the wall. Let's see how that core unit responds. Obviously no Dak, but let's see how everybody else, if they can pick up their game and figure out a way to beat the uh, defending AFC champs, man. All right, moving it along to Sunday night football. It will be the Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Packers at home, favored by 10 in this one. Yeah, and just like with the Niners, it's hard to know what's going on with these Bears and those monsoon conditions there. Um, Justin Fields wasn't great, but he made the plays to win that game late. So I got to show him some love for that. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll find out more about them um, this week against a better team. Hopefully there's not a monsoon conditions there, but they do have some talent at the skill positions, you know, Mooney and Pettis and Komet there. So um, I don't really have high expectations for these Bears, and I really don't have high expectations when they play these Packers because um, – the Packers won the last six in this uh, series. So, Dave, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and make it seven. Yeah. Well, we do know that Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, right? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right. Let's look at this uh, Packers squad, though. Last week, 
really uh, a disappointing uh, opening day performance as they lost to the Vikings 23 to seven. And it really looked like the offense was out of sync. I, I guess we could say R-E-L-A-X. Maybe it's too soon to say that right now, though. Good, because I can't spell ayahuasca. <laughs> That's right. Aaron Rodgers, though, I just couldn't really find any chemistry with all of his new receivers. And it just seems like maybe they needed a little more uh, reps in the preseason, like some reps, in order to get uh, some kind of rhythm for some of these young guys to feel like they can get it done. You know, they don't have Devontae Adams there to just get open no matter what and have that unspoken communication uh, where the ball is going to be delivered and all that stuff. Um, Aaron Jones, decent, uh, as well as um, A.J. Dillon uh, in the game. So those are positives to take away. But they just got back behind the the Vikings, and it just didn't seem like they had even a chance to get it going mm-hmm. uh, at any point during this game. Didn't I didn't feel threatened that this game was going to turn into a game at any point last week. Uh, they better... Uh, obviously, uh, get back to practice this week and, uh, get, they're going to get a bears team. That's, you know, got a surprise victory in week one. So it'll be an interesting uh, matchup. All right, Dave, normally NFL stokes us out with that Monday night doubleheader week one. They didn't do that. They're giving it to us in week two before we right. get to the games. I got to say, what is this week ass crap starting these games an hour and 15 minutes apart, dude? <laughs> well, luckily, it's an opportunity for me to have two of my TVs fired up, Casey. So I'll be watching these games side by side, switching back in the action uh, to see which one's more exciting for the main screen. But, yeah, this is going to be um, an interesting experiment that the NFL's got for us with these overlapping. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I like more football, but just spread it out a little bit. Let's go ahead and get started, though. It's the Tennessee Titans at the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are 10-point favorites at home. It's going to be rocking, dude, Monday night with the Bills Mafia. Come on now. <laughs> it is going to be rocking, and it's not a good situation for the Titans to be in. For last year's uh, AFC number one seed comes off of a surprising loss to the Giants uh, in week one. Tannehill, not exceptional to end last year. That's they draft the quarterback of the future, but it's still his go. But He's going to have to play better moving forward. It wasn't a terrible game for him. Derrick Henry, pretty good rushing the ball for 82 yards. But when you're when Derrick Henry's on the field and he's not the best back on the field that weekend, uh, you got to wonder what's going on. Dontrell uh, Hilliard with a nice performance there at running back as well. But, um, you know, you got to wonder with this Titans team, they lose A.J. Brown in the offseason. Doesn't, you know. Doesn't seem like they got the the return yet out of Burks, the rookie. So there's going to be some growing pains here. Yeah, and these Bills, man, my only question is, can they keep this up until February? Because they came out and just smacked the Rams. And Oof. it's like, are they peaking too soon? Because they look like they're ready to win a Super Bowl in week one. Um, yeah. But such a long season. So see if they can keep it up. Uh, but Josh Allen, dude. This guy's a monster. And, oh, by the way, the Bills winning percentage uh, when he has a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown in the same game, over 952, dude. They're 20-1, and one, and he did wow. just that um, last week. Uh, actually, the leading rusher for uh, the Bills against the Rams, too. But 
Stephon Diggs, I mentioned it earlier, he was just destroying Jalen Ramsey out there. And Gabe Davis, dude, if you look about the last eight games that this guy's played, I don't know that there's anybody better in the NFL. And he had a couple of huge uh, catches last week. And, dude, Von Miller, bro, like hitting the go-back machine, he looked awesome, had three tackles for loss last week and two sacks. It was just in that backfield, man. That could be very bad news for uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill there if he can keep that up. So these these bills, man, the, just steady as she goes. Can they keep up this pace? Can they look this good for the rest of the season? Uh, that's TBD, but right now, yeah. man, they're looking good, bro. <laughs> it's week two, Casey, but yeah. <laughs> All right, up next is the second of the doubleheaders on Monday night. The Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a good football game. Eagles at home are favored by two. Mm. Yeah, dude. These Vikings, man, they looked impressive last week. Kirk Cousins, almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, man. And Justin Jefferson, we mentioned him wow. in total fantasy domination. Nine catches, career high, 184 yards, and two touchdowns, dude. And this cat was just running by himself, man. You would see him crossing the field with not a defender <laughs> anywhere near him. Hopefully they can keep that up there. Dalvin Cook had over 100 scrimmage yards. Um, but this is a, an aggressive Kevin O'Connell offense. They're going to continue to attack. Um, and how about Zadarius Smith on defense coming over from the Packers and just yep. wreaking havoc last week, man. This guy is a monster. So... Um, lots of positivity in Viking land right now. This is a, a pretty tough test. I wouldn't say a playoff preview, but these are both teams expected to contend in the NFC, man. I'm stoked for this thing, bro. Absolutely agree with that statement, Casey. And last week, it was the Eagles eking out a victory over the surprising uh, Detroit Lions, 38-35 to 35 in that one. And Jalen Hurts does what Jalen Hurts does. It doesn't look pretty all the you know, it doesn't look super flashy from the traditional quarterback position standpoint, but 243 yards passing, 90 yards on the ground, uh, and a rushing TD as well. So you put all that together, and that's a really strong performance. Add that to uh, Miles Sanders running for 105 yards from scrimmage and Boston Scott punching it in for a touchdown, and you've got a really strong running game and a really good offensive line uh, that's driving that thing. You look at their offseason acquisition, they wanted to bring in a dude that Jalen Hurts could just kind of wing it to and has a huge catch radius. Oh, guess what? Enter A.J. Brown. (laughs) And he got it done in week one. Ten catches, 155 yards for A.J. Brown. That looks like a a great acquisition for what these guys needed. Dallas Goddard also with a nice week uh, as well. So this Eagles team does look to be a, a, one of the NFC favorites, especially with a lot of those a, a NFC teams taking an L in week one. It's early on, and this is going to be a nice, nice game between the Vikings and the Eagles. Oh, man, dude, a Monday night doubleheader, pretty good way to uh, wrap up week two. I'm stoked. All right, so many ways you can check out the football dudes. We are available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, subscribe and comment and like us. What are you doing over there? Speaking of subscriptions, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at FootballDudesLA. And make sure you tag us across all of our social media platforms. We appreciate it. Or just head on over to FootballDudes.com. It's all there for you. That's going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. He's Casey. I'm Dave. 
Enjoy week two in the NFL, people. We are out of here.